You're listening to Tax Talk, a podcast series from the Irish Tax Institute. I'm your host, Samantha McCochran. Our focus in Tax Talk is usually on tax policy, but our plan has always been to feature Institute members whose achievements go well beyond the world of tax. It's my pleasure to be in the company of three members who are among the country's most talented and best-known GAA stars. Current Meath All-Ireland Senior Football Champion Avian Cleary, former Dublin footballer Keane O'Sullivan, and former Kerry footballer and Australian rules player Tommy Walsh have all reached the pinnacle of the game. And if that wasn't impressive enough, they've achieved it while studying, training and working in the demanding area of tax. So welcome to you all. Tommy, tell us, how did you get into the world of tax? Um, hi, Samantha, how are you? Um, yeah, I, I suppose my my journey into tax is probably a bit different to, to others. Um, I had come from, from playing professional sport in Australia and I, I had come back to Ireland um, not really sure sure what I was going to do professionally. I, I had I had undertaken some some studies in, in and different things in Australia, but when I came back to Ireland, uh, an opportunity opened up with with EY in, in Cork. So, um, you know, I, I felt it was a good fit for me. It was it was a, a career path that I, I thought had a lot of merit. So, um, I jumped at the chance to go in there in the tax department, um, working with a really good team. Started my exams uh, in with EY um, and thankfully got through them and uh, I suppose it just, just progress, progressed from there so it was a bit different I suppose but um, you know thankfully I got through the exams and, and um, you know it's, it's something I, I was very grateful to, to get the opportunity to do. So were you, were you well into your sporting career when you chose that path? Uh, I was yeah I was nearly out the other side of it to be honest but um, the Look, I think with, with Australian rules, they're very much, um, you know, while you're you're in, uh, while you're there, you're playing the sport, and, and that's very much your prime focus. There is um there is a big emphasis on, on personal and professional development also. So they do give you a chance to to get away, go to university, or or do whatever you're doing, and there's time time slots during the week put away to 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 do that. So um you know, thankfully I was able to explore different options, and that put me in a good position when I did finish up that I was able to pursue. Um, pursue a, a, a path in taxation. So yeah, so you've recently uh, completed accounting studies in DCU. You're a tax associate with PwC now and you're starting into more studying. Uh, why did you pick tax uh, for a career? There's like so much choice, uh, technology jobs that wouldn't have been there, say when Tommy and Keane were finishing school. So why, what was tax, uh, what was appealing about tax for you? Yeah, so um, when I was doing my leaving, sir, I obviously did accounting as one of my subjects and I really liked it. So I decided to go and do the accounting and finance course in DCU. Um, and I actually did an internship in PwC in um, just after my second year, uh, the summer after my second year in college. Um, but at that stage, we hadn't done any tax lectures or anything, so I didn't really know much about it at all. Um, anyways, I went into PwC into assurance, into audit, um, and I really liked working in PwC and stuff, but I kind of decided that audit probably wasn't for me. Um, but during my internship then, I got talking to um, a lot of people in PwC who worked in the tax practice. Um, and um, I just found it like really interesting. It like it sounded to me like something I would be interested in working in and stuff. So um, then when I was applying for then um, graduate contract, I decided to go into tax. And then in our final year in college, then we did our tax module um, and I found it really interesting. 
And same then, when I went on to do my master's, same again, we did like um, income tax and then corporation tax and all the capital tax acts and stuff. So I decided that, yeah, it would definitely be something that I was interested in working in. It just um, like working with numbers and stuff like that. So that's how I ended up in, in tax and PwC. And Keen, you're in the private clients area with P- uh, BDO. Again, what what was it that drew you to that area of uh, of of tax and and what was the appeal of of, of that career? Yeah, uh, I guess as exciting as it sounds, I I, I always kind of liked working with numbers. Uh, back to my school days, so going down the accounting route was something I was pretty confident that uh, is where I wanted to go. And then as I progressed my studies. And I find my, found myself gravitating towards a career in tax and then eventually de- narrowed it down even more into a career in private clients and I guess it's um, I guess it's the the interactions and the relationships um, you have in the private client space um, you know the primary service that we're offering is tax but we often um, find ourselves slipping into a, a fairly um, sticky enough uh, position where we're, we're, we're offering services wider than just tax and you kind of adopt that trusted business advisor role with, with some of it, not all of your clients, but some of them. And um, that regular interaction and, and, and getting to really know clients on a, getting to know their businesses, but also getting to know them in a, in a personal capacity as well is something that, that I enjoy and I like uh, about working in, in the private client space of tax. And I, th- I think one of the areas of um, GA in particular is is how people manage their time and the question between professional and amateur sport and how much uh, balancing there has to be done. Tommy, you touched on it a little bit there, how, you know, you're able to work and train as well as play sport. But does it require a huge amount of discipline over and above what most people would manage? Um, yeah, it does. Like, you, you obviously need to be very organised, but um, I think a lot of people have things in their lives and, and uh you know, that they need to, to manage and, and uh, mine and, and uh, with Avine and Keen also, I'm sure it was it was sport. So, you know, that, that obviously was a big part of my life and, and I had to be very organised in that I was I was working, studying and also playing sport at a very serious level. So, you know, you needed to have your your uh, your week in order at the, uh, very early on just to make sure that you were going to tick all the boxes throughout the week. And, and look, I think it's, it's no secret that you need a very accommodating employer also um, and thankfully, I always had employers who, who understood what I was doing and, and, you know, accepted that it was very important to me. So, you know, were able to give me a bit of leeway when it was needed to, you know, to get out a bit earlier, to go to training, to take, you know, an afternoon off if I needed to, if I was going somewhere to play a game. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's just you, you, you need to be disciplined to do it. Um, and, you know, but there's huge rewards in it as well. Um, even from a professional point of view, you know, if you're able to be successful in sport, it opens a lot of doors for you. So, you know, when you put the work in, I suppose it's like anything else, if you you, you get out of it what you put into it. So, um, yeah, look, it, it does take a, a huge amount of organisation and discipline. Um, and, yeah, again, you know, people have those things going on in their lives and, and mine, mine just happened to be sport. And Keen, is it something that comes up a lot of people asking you over the last uh, 10 years or so? How do you keep both things going at the one time? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a topical enough uh, question. Um, and never really viewed it as something that I was, you know, struggling with the whole time. It's just, you had to do it. It was part of life. And, um, you know, I have a couple of different... Um, 
different focuses in your life and you've got your professional working career you've got your sporting career and then you have your your, your social side of things and it was just trying to keep those I don't know manager of ours Jim used to always refer to them as the three glass balls and you're trying to keep them spinning and he was a big advocate of um, having a happy person meant you'd have a happy player and a, and, a, and, a, and a good player so you had to have flexibility certainly from the sporting side of things so that the person's social and working life was also um, motoring along and wasn't causing stress in that person that they'd bring into their sporting side of things any employer I had had that same I guess, guess focus that person centric focus that gave me the flexibility um, to juggle all those things and then you know myself there was certain skills you had to that I probably wouldn't have been very good at uh, traditionally but you just became good at them and you had to and just planning your week you know, I used to sit down on a Sunday and just get the calendar out for the week and just plot in you know what days I was training what days was going off to a physio or whatever and what was my work or meetings like for that week and try and just have that foresight for the week and the month so that you can you can get things and get get things um under control um before you're um before you come into any difficulties and there was times of course that the two of them come to a head but you know it was it was the exception rather than the norm um and like it's definitely it's definitely achievable i remember we had we had a chat from someone previously and it was all about time management and they they're basically saying like if someone says to you that they don't have time to do something it's a lie it's just that they didn't prioritize it you have 150 odd hours in the week if you work a 60 hour week you still have nearly 100 hours to do other stuff and you have to sleep and do a few other bits but there's enough hours in the week to get it all done so it just comes down to what your priorities are and um, certainly for the last 10 years there was a big there was a big slant on work and sport for me the whole social side of things takes a bit of a battering but plenty of time to pick up on that now um, after the, the after I've, uh, I've hung up the boots. And Avian you've already had great success um, in sport but you know I don't know if it's good news or bad news that there's 150 hours in the week that you could use. But in terms of um experience from other you know other people have had or advice, have you uh, spoken to other um sports people about how they've managed to balance it careers and and and, and a very a very demanding uh, sports life as well? Yeah, I've definitely talked to a couple of different people about it um, and gotten their advice and stuff. I know um, Maria Kinsla, she's in um, PwC now, she'd be in the assurance practice, but I've spoken to her on a couple of occasions because she's obviously um, a very busy woman uh, between football and um, work and then being involved uh, with the GPA as well. So, um, But she has taught me so much and it's the same kind of advice as Joaquin and stuff was saying there that like, you know, you just like if you want to do it, you you make the time for it and it, it does all work out. You just have to you just have to be organized, I guess. And I think that's all you can really do is is schedule out your time and make sure you have enough time for both and you're making time for both like football and and your work, obviously. Um, but once you once you organize it, it's it's manageable. So, yeah, no, I have I've talked to a few different people and it's been very helpful. <laughs> and Keen, uh the challenges there are clear but I know another discussion that's very live is is what happens to sports people who are professional sports people and then in their 30s it sort of just stops to it very suddenly their their time in sport and I know um 
the, some rugby players being very vocal about sometimes a bit of a crisis afterwards about what do they do with their lives. They may not have practiced their career that they you know studied in college. So is there in some way an advantage to the fact that you kind of do have those two strands um, kind of working away, even though sometimes you might be focused more on one more than the other? Is it, ha- is it a kind of a positive at the end of the day that you have something that you're, you're, you've been working on and you can pick up on once you hang up the boots? Yeah, d- definitely. Um, I, I, I'd find, I consider myself, or I would be very grateful for the fact that I have a fairly well-progressed career having retired from playing football in the middle of the summer there um, to not fall back on, but to, you know, keep me ambitious and driving and know exactly what road I'm going down and have a very clear vision and, and goal as to what the next stage um, or what the next thing I want to achieve in, in, in my life is. And um, like playing playing sports or high performance sports at a, at a top level, it, it no matter whether you want it to or not, it does define you a lot. Um, so, you know, there, there, there can be a bit of a... Um, 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 an identity crisis, I guess, when you when you stop playing the sport, you know, because suddenly that part of your life that was that was so important and um, you know made up a lot of who you are, it, it kind of stops. Um, so I, I am grateful that I I have my career for, for to give me those that that direction and goal for the next stage of my life, um, and that's something that a lot of sports players don't necessarily have and you know if their if their sporting career was such that they didn't um earn the salaries that would tee them up for the rest of their lives you know they they kind of have to reinvent themselves in their mid-30s at a stage when all their peers already have fairly progressed um careers at that at that point and that can definitely be a challenge um it can definitely be a challenge starting over and going in to a working environment where you're you know, at a far more junior level than, than other people at, at your age and you're taking direction from, from people who are a lot um, younger than you are. Um, so that's definitely something that we do see with a n- number of our clients um, in BDO having the focus on the, 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 the sports people in, in our private clients unit. And, um, you know, that's not to... Uh, that's not to... Um, undermine or take away from the the great advantage of actually getting paid to play for your sport and if i had the opportunity to play professional sport i would have um bitten your arm off uh, at that opportunity because um you know we play because we love the game and to get paid for that then would be um you know icing on the cake but definitely it does present challenges later in life when 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 you do hang up the boots and you have to start afresh again in another another career and figure out what that career is that you're best suited to and Tommy, I, you know, it's good to hear that um, companies do understand the requirements of, of, of um, high performance athletes and, and sports people. Uh, but on the one hand, maybe 20 years ago, companies didn't understand that as much. Now it's not uncommon for CEOs that, uh, you know, would speak about their triathlons and their Ironman. So it's become much more a part of culture, uh, corporate culture, sport, fitness, work-life balance. On the other hand, sport has become a lot more demanding so you know what's expected of you is 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 much probably more extreme than it was a few decades ago so is it kind of that you know one thing is improving but another thing has become more demanding is, is that part of of how it plays out for you yeah i think definitely i i, I suppose from a, a ga perspective i, I kind of had uh, three different stints with kerry and and each time i went back 
I probably noticed that the demands had increased each time. Um, you know, I would have started in 2000 and 2007 or 2008 and, and I would have considered it very demanding at that stage. But if I compare it to what we would have went through last year, um, or sorry, just the season past, you know, it, it's, it's just a different level. It's, um, you know, the, the demands are increasing all the time and it's, it's not even from a physical point of view, it's, it's just from a time point of view. Um, you know, you've, you've new types of, of coaching methods coming in, more personnel, more backroom team, and they all, they all require time with, with the playing group. So um, there, is, there is more demands coming along. And it's, look, it's, it's great from a, from a sports perspective in that, you know, you're, you really are getting the best out of yourself. But I suppose it is an amateur game at the end of the day. And I would hate to see, you know, people, people sacrificing career opportunities because this thing is becoming, is becoming too much. Um, you know, and, and like Kean would, would have spoken there just about time management. And it's, that is something that is very important because as, as the game goes forward and, and the demands are, are going to increase year to year, and I've no doubt that they will, um, that skill is going to become much more important for, for people that are playing into county football or hurling um, at the top level. So are there skills from um, what you've learned um, on the pitch which you can use in your career? Like I know tax is a very detailed business, but are there any transferable skills, so to speak, Avine? Um Yeah, I think sport is great in that way, that there is a lot of skills you can you can take from it that can be transferred over to, to your study or to work. Um, like I'm obviously only new, new in the job now, I'm not in there long, but even through my time in college and stuff, um, like it would have helped me a lot obviously in terms of time management as as we've already spoken about and meeting deadlines like in tax there's obviously a lot of of different deadlines and stuff so you have to be well organized and, and able to manage your time well and stuff Um, I think also when like coming into work um, one of the first things we would have had to do was to set goals and stuff for ourselves and that's obviously something I've done a lot in sport um, so setting goals that you know are achievable and within a certain time frame and stuff I um, we would have had a lot of experience with that in sport so that helped me a lot then coming obviously different kinds of goals but coming into work then it, it helped me to set them and and to reach them hopefully so and um, that's definitely something that can transfer over and then obviously like teamwork as well and um, I know in our department you're you're working with a lot of different people on a lot of different teams on different clients and stuff so and um, through my years playing football and all I've played on on different teams and with a lot of different people and under different management. That, that would have helped me a lot then coming into the tax practice and working with lots of new people and different teams and stuff. Okay, and Tommy, um, I, I know uh, the whole sports profile is uh, a huge uh, part of, 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 your, of, your, of your career uh, playing football. Is that, um, is that just part and parcel now of your career as well? I'm sure you're, are you recognised all the time? Is it important to clients to have a chat about sport uh, ahead of maybe meetings? Or, or for, for a lot of people, just do, do, do some people just not know, recognise you? Or... Um, yeah, look, it, it, it can happen. You know, Kerry is a bit of a fishbowl, obviously, when it comes to Gaelic football. But, um, you know, thankfully, I, I do a bit, of, a bit of work in Cork as well. So um, that kind of gives me a, a, a little bit of an escape from it but um no look it, it, it works no it's it, it, it works both ways there are obviously positives to it and that as, as I mentioned previously it, it would open a lot of doors in in business for me and um you know because a lot of people are interested in it down here you know it's always a great conversation starter and things like that so um you know it, it's it's 
it's certainly been more beneficial to me in my career than it would have would have been a hindrance. So, um, and and as Avin would have said there, like there, there's obviously a lot of a lot of transferables across from um, a sporting environment. Sport is obviously high pressure. It's it's pretty ruthless. So it gives you a kind of a sense of resilience that you mightn't have got elsewhere. So, um, you know, it, it, my my sporting career has been usually beneficial to me. Um, from a from a non-sporting perspective so far, so I'm I'm very grateful for for uh, you know for all the experiences I've had, and while a lot of them have been have been um, you know low points as well, I, I think they've all stood to me to allow me to to progress my career and get to where, where I am today. And Keen, you as you mentioned earlier, actually advise people, um, players, sports people now as part of your your day to day life. What are the kind of main bits of advice that you're uh, sharing with 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 those kind of clients uh are there common themes about uh their future tax issues uh you know just sustainable kind of um income those type of things what comes up a lot with the uh, clients who have that sports background yeah it, it, it's so we're a private clients tax team and um the tax issues are all very much similar to what so we advise high net worth individuals business owners entrepreneurs and then we have a niche within our within this team around advising sports people and entertainers and actors and musicians, and um, I guess it's it's the industry expertise that we have in that in that space. Um, you know, we've had the sports unit for over twenty years now, and I think we have eighty different sports people, ranging from golf, rugby, soccer, um, Olympians, um, who we advise. And I guess what differentiates them from our other private clients is. Um, the stage uh, in their life when when their earning potential is 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 being maximised and it's it's front loaded for these people. Um, they are they are maximising their earnings at a stage in their career where they don't necessarily have probably the same experience and life experience as as other business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, so it's helping them deal with the tax issues that they face um, at that stage in their life and planning for the future and for the day when those earnings um, will no longer be coming in to, to the same extent uh, when, they, when they finish up with their professional lives. Um, so that's, that's the nuance. And then other than that, it's, it's the same tax complexities that our private clients face around, um, I guess, you know, how to structure investments in the optimal way, um, you know, transferring wealth to, to the next generation, um, how to how to structure their 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 sporting and non-sporting income, um, and things like that, which is you know the same kind of tax issues that any of our, our private clients have to deal with. Um, and I suppose uh, as, as, as particularly where in that area, and and as Tommy was saying, the fact that. Uh, you know your your background, your your your, you know huge uh, huge success it, it, with football. That has to be part of, of of your career as well. I suppose it's inevitably going to be part of your interaction with people all the time. Yeah, like I, I have, um, I joined B- BDO in in June, and um, you know it was a very natural fit for me coming into this team. I obviously have a very keen interest in sport, and um, you know having that. Having that interest um, is great that I, I can apply that to my 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 day to day working life. Um, so that's that's certainly helps. Um, and having an appreciation for um, these sports people and how they kind of think and act, I guess, as well helps. Um, but back to you know 
the fact that tax is a pretty technical field and um, while chatting about sport and um, you know talking about the game of the weekend is, is great to do in the opening minutes of a meeting you know shortly after that you're down to you're down to the brass tacks and um, excuse the pun <laughs> and if you can't uh, if you don't know your stuff and if you can't deliver it you know um, it's not really worth anything um, having played football for Dublin or whoever for however many years and, and being successful or otherwise you know you need to be able to deliver and you need to have the technical expertise and the commercial acumen to get the right answer for your clients and I, I certainly find that in these days you know the the issues that are coming up are it's really those complex issues that clients bring to us because with Google and with revenues website and with the accessibility of information and a lot of you know the the big family businesses and large corporates have very capable in-house tax teams so when they're coming to you it's kind of um you're the last you're the last um hurdle um and they're complex issues that they're coming to you with so having that technical expertise is 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 a very um base level requisite of, of being able to do this job and do it well for your clients and Avian, did you uh, ever think of taking like a break from um, uh, your c- career? You know, a lot of people, uh, younger people especially, would take a gap year, travel. I know it hasn't been a great year or two for traveling, but did you ever think of that, uh, that maybe give yourself a bit of a break for a year and, and, and focus on, 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 on sport rather than go straight into uh, more studying and your career? Um, to be honest, no. Um, I kind of always had the mindset that I wanted to get all my studying done in the one go and um, I just like when I decided obviously that this was the path that I wanted to go down and um, I decided that I'd do the master's which was a year and then go straight in to start my training contract um, and get all my studying and stuff out of the way and have it all done, have my qualifications got. So um, for me, no, I didn't really want to take a break in between. Um, I think I would have found it hard to go back to it. Um, so I wanted to just keep going while it was still fresh enough in the head and get it done in the one go. So uh, relationships, networking, like that's just a key part of of um, of, uh, of of all careers. Um, so presumably... And I know we, we spoke there about just the, 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 the kind of understanding of sport and the recogni- recognisability. Do you think, you know, at the end of the day, it's a great kind of way of having that network? You're, you're, you know, on the one hand, you, you have been uh, busy with something else, but you have probably made relationships that you mightn't have made if you were purely uh, working in a you know, firm from a young age. Is that something that will stand to you long term after the um, after the uh, a, 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 well after the career has, has moved into the professional sphere? Tommy, do you think? Yeah, look, I think, uh, you know, working in, in professional services is, um, you know, it's all about relationships, really. You know, you, you um, if someone comes in the door to you for, for a meeting um, while you're, you're advising them, obviously, on, on very important issues, um, you know, you want them to be, you know, to, to they're putting their trust in you, essentially. So, um, you know, if you do a good piece of work for them, work for them, you know, that's that's the start of, of what you would hope would be a very good relationship going forward with that client. So, um, you know, you, you obviously would have made a lot of connections down through, down through the years, through sports, meeting people at, at different things. And, um, you know, uh, I suppose as you move forward, as those people, uh, f- 
you know, realize what, what type of work you're in. If they ever do have those issues, um, you know, you'd like to think that they would be happy to reach out to you and uh, uh, for assistance. So, again, as I said, it's all about relationships and, um, you know, it's, it's the, the sports side of things is certainly beneficial to that because of all the, all the people that you would have met and the connections you would have made down through the years. And uh, lastly, Keen, you know, uh, there's, as I said earlier on to Avian, there's so much choice now. There's a huge pull on the technology side, particularly for, for career opportunities. But there's also a lot of other professions that people consider, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from medicine to architecture, engineering, all those, all those roles, there's lots of opportunities out there for, for people at the moment. Um, is there any reason, do you think, accounting particularly the area of tax, is appealing to people who are interested in sports. So there's a lot of young players coming through now who are probably thinking, OK, I want to do two things. I want to, you know, I want to set the, the groundwork for a good career, but I also want to really make a go of my, my opportunity here on, on, on the sporting front. Is there a reason or why tax and accounting might be a, good, a better choice than some of the other options? Yeah, well, I, think, I think, like... To be perfectly honest, part of the appeal, appeal for me <coughs> going down this route and doing the dual qualification of the, the accounting and, and the tax, the CTA and ACA was um, to have those foundations and to have that, that, that solid footing um, that gave me great opportunities and choice once I had those uh, qualifications to, um, I knew there was a range of fields that I could go into having done both, both disciplines. Um, and when I was making that very important decision of what, what career you go down, I probably wasn't, I wasn't at a stage in my life where I, I could make a fully informed decision. So I wanted to do something for those first three or four years whereby I would get very good qualifications, very good footing uh, in kind of accounting and, and business world. I knew that was where I ultimately wanted to go. Uh, and I thought, what better way than to, to get these qualifications under my belt, have all these options at the end of it, and then I can make the choice then when I have a bit, of, when I have a bit more experience working in an office. So I think from that respect, it, it does give you a very good safety net. Um, in the tax field itself, you know, I, I always liked, you know, a bit of problem solving, and um, I guess I was quite analytical those are the things I was good at in school uh, and it's definitely a field where you have to uh, be you have to employ those skills in your in your day-to-day -day job um, there's you're dealing with complexity and you're trying to solve issues or problems from client clients oftentimes um, so that's something that that I enjoy doing and um, if, you, if you're that way minded I think tax can be a very uh, fulfilling career for you and you're, you're, all, you're always dealing with people as well and um, that's both internally and externally you know um, BDO anywhere I've worked it, you're working in a team we have 12 or 13 people on our team now I think at this stage so you're interacting with five or six of them at least every single day and then you have sort of the external emphasis of, of or the external focus of, of dealing with your clients so um, enjoying working with people um, working in team environments um, again if that's something that you enjoy doing it's, it's, it's a career that um, definitely tick those boxes On that note we leave it there so thank you to Avian Cleary Keanu Sullivan and Tommy Walsh and that's it from this edition of Tax Talk <laughs>